Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. Before we do anything else, we need to go ahead on and take another little moment of silence for um, another person we lost this year to the 2020. So Natalie, I think you say her last name, um, Dazelle, passed away the other day. Um, This is the actress who was in BAPS with Holly Berry. She also was one of the sisters in Cinderella that um, Brandy and um, Whitney Houston were in. And I believe that she also did... uh, she also did the show Eve. Y'all remember that? She was in How to Be a Player. That's the first place I remember seeing her. She was also the chick that um wrote the cut the AP in my man's hair and um set it off in Jada Pinkett's brother's hair and the other her boyfriend hair and set it off. She was in Medea's Big Happy Family, which I didn't see. And then there were a couple of other, um, uh, what's it called? Movies and things like that that she was in. She did a lot of stuff. She was always out here working, okay? But a lot of people best know her for her role in BAPS. Now, like I said, How to Be a Player is where she was introduced to me. And I believe that that made actually be one of the first things she did. That came out in 97, child. 1997. Oh, Lord. I'm old, child. I'm old. But that was, what, 24, 23 years ago? I can't believe I I was watching movies 23 years ago, okay? And I was somebody's mama. But anyway, um, yes, we lost her this year she passed away it was announced and it was a very sad announcement so if y'all haven't seen any of her stuff go ahead on and pull it up so that you have something to watch and remember her any one of her any 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 one of these projects that she was in would be good she was in the whole series of eve y'all remember eve had a daggone um sitcom back in the day what year was that because that I'm like, dang, that was two 2000, 2006. It was almost for three years. That's like two and a half seasons, three seasons. What the hell? Oh my gosh. Like, I okay, well, whatever. Let's keep moving. Okay, so Natalie DeSalle, you will be missed. I haven't seen her anything recently, but they said that she was sick for a while, so maybe that's why we haven't seen her. Let's get into. Let's get into this uh, Ayala. Now, I know I told y'all I was coming on to do my reflections this week, but I'm going to do my reflections next week, or I'm going to save that. Actually, I think I'm going to save that for the end of the year, because let's let's just reflect at the end of the year. We won't even, you know, you got to count all your days, so I'm going to go ahead on and hold off. I'm going to hold off on y'all, Okay. <laughs> 
because I noticed that a lot of y'all really did enjoy the Ayana Fix My Life. And at first I know I said I was going to make it be like a, you know, just in certain places. But we might as well go ahead on and finish this year off the way that it's been rolling and put it right here. And then next year I see y'all, you know, this is ever changing. 2020 lets you do whatever you want to do because it's doing whatever it want to do. Okay, just so ride with me. All right, so y'all know I don't recap. I just tell y'all what I remember and give y'all what I got out of this. So let's get into it. This one was very interesting. It was not celebrities. It was just, um, and when I say just, I'm not minimizing these people, but it was just your everyday family. But it wasn't an everyday occurrence, okay? So who was on there was a mother and two sisters. They were coming on because the two sisters were not speaking and had not really had much communication or a healthy relationship for the past 14 years. And why you want to ask? Oh, I'll tell you. Because uh, sister, the, the older sister's name is Anne. Younger sister's name is Shantara. But they, these are adults, okay? Anne lived in a in a very nice house in a nice neighborhood, and one of their cousins wanted to have her child's birthday party at Anne's house. So Anne said, fine, yeah, you could come on over, throw the party here, why not? It'll be cute, we could get it all together. Hmm. So they're preparing to have this party. Anne is at the house, and the cousin... And uh, the cousin's child, the baby who party it was. And there was a home invasion, okay? I did, wasn't clear on whether there were other people in the house and these people were left or, or how it was happening. But what I was clear about was that Anne and the cousin and the child were being held at gunpoint in the house. And at some point, there was a knock on the door. The um, intruders told Anne to go answer the door. When Anne answered the door, it was her younger sister, Shantara, there with her two children. And Anne said to her quickly, they trying to kill us. We need to run. So they, these two sisters take off running. Well, because Anne did not come back from the front door, the the intruders that were in the house shot and killed the cousin and the child. Y'all, I should have warned y'all, sorry. This is a little bit horrific, okay? But it was on the show, so you know. Anne says that she turned around and she didn't see anybody with her which I guess somewhere in her mind thought that maybe because she ran, the cousin was going to run, even though the cousin didn't know that they, you know, to run. But um, somehow the intruders that were in the house noticed that Anne didn't come back. Somebody went back and they shot everybody. Everybody got shot. The two, the cousin and the child got shot in the house. The kids got shot at the door. And Shintara and Anne also were shot. Everybody was shot in or or by the head okay 
Everybody survived except for the cousin and the cousin's child who were in the house. They did not survive. Everybody else did survive, but Shantara's two children who were shot and who were at the time three and five, I believe, uh, they they are both um, living with some type of disabilities, okay? I don't, not really sure what the daughter's disability was. She was not there, nor do I really feel like they spoke about her disabilities in depth. But the older, the older child, which would have been the son who is now 19, he was shot in the head and he lost one of his eyes. He now has a glass eye. Okay. The issue, you I know you thinking like, okay, so if all that's happening, why they all why don't they get along? Like, oh, they all suffered a horrific experience. You would think that would bring people together, but no, boo boo, because Shantara has been mad at Anne because when they were at the house and they ran, the children didn't run too. And, like, neither one of the sisters, like, grabbed the children. They just kind of ran because they went into panic mode and they ran, okay? And Shantara kind of blames Anne for the fact that her children were injured because Anne's children were not at the party. Now, Ayanna addressed that and was like, you don't see how your sister met at you because your kids weren't there. Where were your kids at? But Anne said, my children were with their other side of the family. One child was coming and was on their way to the party. The other one, it was her daddy weekend. She got with her daddy. I can't change that just because I have my having a party. Some parents be involved. And so because he was, her her daughter was with her dad. But the other child was on the way. Just so happened they didn't get the child there before this intrusion happened. Okay? It wasn't a setup or anything. But it was at Anne's house. So Anne has been feeling nothing but guilt about this situation because it happened at her house. So this isn't a situation where Anne is just like, okay, so we all got shot, get over it. It's a situation where Anne is like, I'm holding so much guilt and I do not know how to help anybody because I feel so bad about what happened in my house. And Shatar feeling like I'm holding so much anger because this was your house. You told me to run and I didn't save my kids. My kids got shot at your house and like your kids aren't shot and my kids are shot and you get to walk around and just go live your life and be free and have little cute parties and you know travel and all this stuff and I can't do all of that because my kids require a lot of medical attention. I can't just pick up and have girls weekends. I have to be here with my children at all times. What, where this gets even more interesting is the house, the home invasion happened because Anne was um, dating and living with a drug dealer, okay? And so these people who came into the house were either looking for the boyfriend 
and or money that they thought may have been in her house. And I guess when those things didn't happen, people was going to have to die. That must have been their intention. Um, and so you would think, then you would be like, oh, well, that's the reason why everybody's not getting along is because, you know, she the, it's her fault. It was at her house for a little drugs and a boyfriend. It's her, her fault. But hold on, because it gets deeper, all right? We get to speaking to Anne and Chantar's mom and find out that their dad was a drug dealer. That they grew up in a house with a father who dealt drugs. That mama knew this. Now, mama's from the from the islands. You can tell by her um, ex, her accent. And she was saying, I married my husband young. I only had a 10th grade education. When we got married, he got into construction. He was doing construction. And then when, you know, people started being able to make big money with drugs, you know, selling drugs, he got into that because we needed some money. Ayana said, but if you knew your husband was selling drugs, why did you stay? You stay because you like that lifestyle. We we getting a lot of that, like a lot of people having to admit, I stay because I like the lifestyle. I ain't want all, I didn't want the things that came with it, but I didn't want to lose the lifestyle. So I just went on ahead and acted like things didn't exist so that I could live the lifestyle that I had. Mama started saying yeah, but when he started making the money and, um, you know, we had enough money to to do things, I went back to school. I got my GED. Once I got my GED, then I enrolled myself into college and I, you know, got my nursing degree. And she was saying, you know, he would go to jail every now and then. But on this last time that he, he went to got, you know, arrested and went to prison because now I could um, afford things. I could, you know, create a lifestyle for myself because I had this nursing degree and probably a job. Now the money that I make from that would be enough to sustain me in my life now, especially because, you know, her kids, I'm sure at that time were a little bit older and she felt like, you know, I could handle working enough hours to make sure we got some stuff. When I believe that their dad went to prison the last time they were 16, and I think maybe he's still in there. I don't even really know. I don't think we really touched on what the daddy daddy was doing or where the daddy is or whatever. I don't think we really touched on it. So, um, Ayana was trying to say this was normal for them because these girls grew up in a house with a father who was a drug dealer being in a drug dealer home was not abnormal to them dating a drug dealer did not seem abnormal to her daughter because that's what her daddy was so it was normal for them we also find out that Shantar dated drug dealers too so happened that her the father of her children also was a drug dealer, okay? So both these girls, these women, all three of these women, because including the mama, dated very drug dealers. That's what they did, okay? And so Ayala then had to let the, the sister Chantara know 
you over here mad, but you, you're placing the blame in the wrong place. Now, Shantari feel like she's mad at her sister because her sister, there should have been some type, type of retaliation, I guess, from Shantara and her man or her man should have sent some goons or whatever. She was like, I wanted blood to shed, okay? But Sean, but Anne was saying to the sister, like, we ain't Scarface up in this piece. Like, what was we supposed to do? You was um injured. I was injured. Your children was injured. This dude supposed to just go out here and just, um, I don't know, click up right quick, get the goons out there. Like, you watch, you, th- you talk about TV, like, this ain't TV. Like, we ain't got goons. Not that I know of. And a lot of people, you know, I know we think that everything happened like the wire, but everybody, I don't think everybody got Chris and Snoop walking around with them everywhere, you know, trying to get, put people in vacants. Like, that's not how it works. So, if y'all ain't watched The Wire, sorry, you needed to watch it to understand what I'm talking about. But it was like drug dealers. The drug dealer, one of the drug dealers had like a, um, you know, th- these two people who was on his team who just went out and murdered people just whenever they were told to. But anyway, the sister Anne was saying we don't have that. So there wasn't no way for that. We did what we were supposed to do because these people who did this home invasion were arrested and they were brought to trial and they went to prison, okay? But this brings me to where this conversation is where I really wanted to go to, okay? Ayana tells Shantara, the real truth is that you should be angry with yourself. Because you are the mother to those two children. And when your sister said run, you left them. And that's the truth. Shantara admits that she just ran. She didn't take, she didn't like grab her kids. They were too young to understand that there was a danger that they needed to run from on their own. So they just kind of stayed on the porch. Probably looking like, why are these two running? You know what I mean? And so she was like, you left your children. But even worse was that you took your children to what Ayana was calling a hot spot. You took your children to the home of a drug dealer. Because here's the thing. If there is a party going on at this beautiful house, you going over there because the house is beautiful, which means you wanted to enjoy the good parts of the drug dealer life. But if you want to put yourself in that, that means you also got to take into account the bad parts of a drug dealer life. And one of the bad parts of a drug dealer's life is home invasions, murders, robberies, those type of things. And you can get caught up in the midst of that if you go and put yourself in spaces where that can happen. Your sister did not plan a home invasion on party day. So be, unless you believe your sister was involved in it, she is not responsible for these people coming into the house. You are responsible for being okay with taking your children over to a drug dealer's house. Plain and simple. They said that when they went to trial for these people who committed this heinous crime against their family, that one of the people who was in the house testified saying that the cousin who died, her last words were, this is what I get for coming over here, which meant she even understood 
this is part of coming over here. I should never even came over here. And so Ayana was letting the sister know, you shouldn't have never went over there. Now, why I want to talk about this statement is because there's so many times in our own lives where we place blame on another person for things that we should have done to keep ourselves safe. Okay, when Ayana was telling Shantara, your children would not have gotten shot that day had you told your sister, won't go over there because I'll never know what could happen over there. It's a drug dealer's house. Anything can happen. And I know some of y'all is like, we don't really got to take it that far. But yes, we do. We do. We do have to cover ourselves because here's the truth. A lot of times we get upset with people like, let's just say we're in a relationship. Somebody cheat on us. Okay, the first time somebody cheats on us, we usually do not see it coming because we don't understand that this relationship didn't already broke down. Something ain't right here. We don't take those signs. But if we see that somebody cheated on us and then we decide that we want to try to work this relationship out and we already know it ain't really working. But we still keep on trying. And I know some of y'all would be like, but with it, let me tell you, there's so many of y'all who be in relationships that keep you keep telling them, like, I can't be the only one working on this. I can't be the only one. You got to give too. If you're doing that, you are in a one-sided relationship and you really shouldn't be there. So when somebody, let's keep moving. When somebody then cheats on you another time, if you do decide to stay, whatever pains that you feel, those now are your responsibility because you need to learn how to keep you safe instead of waiting for somebody who has injured you to keep you safe, okay? You are responsible for your safety mentally and physically. It's the same as, you know, if you know that there, there, if there's a club that usually gets shot up, if you go to the club and then people is shooting up in there, you put yourself in danger, not the club. Because you know that club is already known for getting shot up or people getting in fights or whatever dangerous situation is going on out there. If you choose to go there, you are choosing to go there with the knowledge that it's probably going to be some kind of chaos here. It just is. We have a hard time taking responsibility for our role in the situations that cause us pain. Now, no. Is it always that way? No. There are some exceptions. Let's take, for example, the, um, oh, it is escaping my mind, but the club in Orlando where it was shot up while everybody was in the club. I cannot think of the name of that club, and forgive me for anybody who has any connection to this, but um, nobody could have taken into account that that would happen, okay? We were just there to have fun. This is a place where people just come to have fun. When there are school shootings, that is not the same. When there are shootings at people's jobs or at churches, that is not the same. But there are places where we know that we could be, there is a greater chance of a danger or a 
harm. And most of the time, for me, I am speaking about emotional harm and danger where you you already see the dangers there. You've seen the red flags. You've seen how they treated the last person. Like, you know, I know somebody who dated a married man, okay? They saw how this man spoke about their wife. And then when they got with that man, their expectations somehow were that they were going, this this man was going to treat them completely different. Like they were just going to be a 180 from the person who lived at their wife's house, their wife's house, okay? And so when some of the characteristics of that man started to show up in her house, we had to have conversations to get her to understand this is exactly what was happening at the other house. Now you are, you're putting yourself in danger of feeling like and looking like what the wife did because he ain't really capable. Most people don't just meet another person in 180 day actions. They usually just are who they are. We usually are who we are unless there are some, you know, life lessons or somebody starts teaching us things or showing us things that transform our thoughts and behaviors. But for the most part, we really just keep on bringing the same us everywhere we go, right? And so she then had to understand that she was the one that had herself in danger. She put herself with a person who showed her that, that this this person is not respectful to women and then thought because they are a quote unquote, you know, special woman or a different woman that they would then get a different treatment. And everybody can fake it for a while. And then once you start to get comfortable, you start to slide into your regular habits, right? I used to date a person who... Their track record was that they never really had a relationship that they could say was a relationship, okay? Like, they was kicking it with people, but they wasn't ever really fully in a relationship with with anybody. And then when we got together, losing using that term loosely, they then didn't really want to be in a relationship with me either. And... Um, I then had to say to myself, and then, you know, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't a healthy space or environment, but I wasn't taking responsibility. I, I kept thinking like, if I say you're being mean to me, you're not nice to me, please don't cheat on me that then they would just pop up one day and be like, oh damn, she nice. Let me be (laughs) better than them. And when I realized like, that's not what's going to happen only I could save me, I had to get up and go because I couldn't keep on putting the responsibility on the person treating me bad to treat me better. It was on me. And now on this day, I feel like we probably should never say that we were in a relationship because I don't think we ever really were. And it was my fault that I stayed as long as I did waiting for things to get better. They were not going to get better, not in the sense of what I wanted, because we 
didn't want the same thing. And so I couldn't get what I wanted if they didn't, number one, hear me asking for what I wanted, and number two, agree to give those things to me, right? So that but that was on me to save me. I I can't I couldn't be mad at them. If somebody if if you're if I can see how you're look at me stuttering all over the place. If I can see how you're behaving and I can see that your behavior is not favorable to my well-being, then it's not on you anymore to it's not on you to make it better. It is on me to make me better. And if what makes me better is to not be here, then I got to go. And let me tell you, it was rough when I did it. It it was very rough when I did it. Financially, it was rough when I did it. I was super embarrassed and felt really dumb. But I had to go hit on and eat that because that was... For me, that was a lesser hardship than staying and dealing with the emotional pains because, baby, I didn't been broke before. So when I was like, I guess I'm about to be broke out here in these streets, and I struggled for like two years. I ain't even going to lie to you. I struggled for like two years. Didn't, didn't know what I was going to do for two years. But every day, the Lord made a way for me because, you know, it was rough, really rough. I can't even tell y'all how rough it really was today. Uh, that that got to go in the book or something, or that got to be a special episode. But it was really rough. But again, the heartache that I experienced staying, being able to be free from that was a lot better than what I felt when I was there. And now I'm good. Like, you, you can hear me. I mean, even talking about it now, ain't no tears, ain't no choke up because I, I'm over. Like, I, I, I feel like I am past the pain of that. I could talk about it. I didn't forget it, but I'm past the pain of that because I realized that I had to save me and I wasn't saving me. I was sitting around waiting for the other person. And so that's what I'm saying is you have to take responsibility for your safety. This is not on the other person, especially not on a person who is hurting you, harming you could harm you if you see that there's a danger around the corner and so many times we do this thing where it's like they not that mean I mean they nice they mostly they cool for the most part is good not for the most part because you know you know how when you get um or oh, make me think of this movie back in the day that was um, Deliver Us from Eva with Gabrielle Union and LL Cool J okay so back in the day when that movie came on I don't know what year but she was a health inspector and she was going to, Gabrielle Union was a health inspector. She went to one restaurant and she was saying that there was a violation because the water wasn't hot enough. And the, the, the guy, restaurant owner was like, oh, come on, like how much of a problem? And she was saying like, the water has to be a certain temperature because there are certain germs that do not die until they are hit with this level of heat. And those germs are the really bad germs because it takes that much heat to kill them. And so uh, what was my point? <laughs> oh, it was like, this is my point. My point is sometimes the we we think that those things that are like, okay, yeah, they bad, but there's so many good things. It's like, yes, but the bad things 
are when they when these things blow up they're going to be so catastrophic to you mentally and emotionally that you don't want to wait till you hit that level of embarrassment and pain you should you you can go now we always feel like we can't break up with people because um we haven't hit the devastation phase but sometimes it not sometimes it is okay anytime to break up with somebody before the devastation phase to be like you know what this really don't seem like it's working out that well I think I'm just going to exit now before this could get uglier because you don't want to really lose respect for people that you start and that you know that you have respect for I don't want to get to a space where I might lose respect for you so I'm gonna go now because I'm seeing a lot of things that ain't gonna be good later and I don't want to chance it and and sometimes I know people People may feel like, yeah, but that's unfair. I got you, but I. But when it comes to my heart and my emotions and my mental stability, I don't want to play with it no more. I don't want to play with it no more. So I'm going to go now because you're doing a lot of things. Oh, I used to talk to this one person. I was like the one person who worked nights, okay? And I, at that time, I think I wasn't working nights. I don't know. I don't even remember it was about maybe about a year, two years ago. Anyway, they work nights. And so when I, yeah, 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 I work days. And so when I would text them, they felt like before I sent them any text, I needed to say good morning so that whenever they woke up, they would see my text and get a good morning text first and then my thoughts, Okay. And I was like, I understand what you're saying, but sometimes I forget because your morning is my afternoon. So I'm just thinking about something and I'm just saying it. And they were like, if you don't send me the good morning text first, I ain't reading the text. Like when I open it, if the opening don't say good morning, then I'm not going to continue on. And I was like, really? This is ridiculous. And so probably about the fourth time I did that where um, I was like, you didn't get my text. And they was like, did you send me a good morning? And I was like, you know what? This is way too controlling. I really don't want to deal with this. You cool and everything, but I'm going to go ahead on the exit left. And they were like, are you serious? Like you're being a crybaby. And I was like, well, we're not going to do this. We're not going to call me names. And we are not going to try to manipulate this to make it seem like I'm crazy because you're being too too." Um, controlling. So because I feel like that's what's happening, I'm going to go ahead on and go. Okay. Because what I didn't have time for, especially not in my 40s, in my 40s, I don't have time to wait and see if you are going to devastate me. And now I got to use a whole year to pick myself up because there was a year of you treating me badly. And it was like increasing on the levels. I don't want to do that. We get to level two and I'm out. I don't got, I'm sorry. And I, you know, I, I'm sorry for this man. I don't know you because I can't do it. I think that at this point, we all need to understand that we are allowed to do that. We are allowed to say that we don't under that we don't like how treatments are going. We are allowed to say that we are not going to be, you know, treated a certain way. We're allowed to say that I feel like I'm putting myself in unsafe spaces and I have to take responsibility for that before the dangers come. And so therefore I am going to remove myself from these spaces right now. And if anybody don't like that, I mean, <laughs> call your mama, don't call me. I don't know what to tell you. Try Jesus, don't try me. But 
that's how that episode went for me. If you guys want to watch it, don't forget you can watch it on the own network. You can watch it on if you have the fire stick, it's on the own network app as long as you have some kind of provider information to put in, internet provider information to put in to be able to watch it. And I'm sure that at some point soon, if it ain't already up there, it's gonna be on the YouTubes where sometimes I watch things like this. But again, if you have some kind of situation where you remember that you put yourself in danger or you are even able to admit that you put somebody else in danger and and they left you or should have left you, go ahead on and send that to the emails at justsayingpodcast@gmail.com because I will go ahead on and respond to you. We can talk about it. We can read these letters or do whatever we need to do to assist you if that's what you want or to just give a good, you know, story about something that happened because that's where we're going to, you know, start the new segment with our letters that come in. Anyway, social media, you already know I'm going to be there. <laughs> you can find me out there. The the webpage, you know, let some of your friends know that's where it's at over there on the website. And um, share these episodes with your friends. Y'all, share these episodes with your friends. Let your friends know. You know somebody out there doing some stuff right now that they need to go ahead on and get themselves out of. They need to stop waiting for somebody to tell them that they're going to do better because they ain't, they didn't already told you six, seven times already. And if they ain't did it by now, they ain't about to do it sis i'm just trying to let you know the truth you need to go hit on and go because you're too old now to be waiting three four more years you want to go hit on and get your love life together now so go ahead and share with that friend too then <laughs> don't tell her that you that you think it just let them know that you think this is a good episode and um we're gonna both pretend like they we, we ain't saying that they relationship bad i'm saying it but you ain't got to say it. <laughs> but that's just me. And I'm just saying.